You gotta figure like there's not usually a ton of response so he right. probably like clues them in to a couple things he's gonna do yeah, but for the most part it. he's like just roll with it yeah just, or, just or do whatever you want and yeah. i'll roll with it kind of yeah. thing Cause, like, yeah it's like you know i'm i don't know if coughing his gum out was part of it right like, like obviously that just kind of happened right or the fact that he picked it up and put it <laughs> yeah no exactly like he didn't know that was happening so it's just like uh just do whatever you want yeah just roll with it <laughs> oh my god that's great Hey everybody, welcome to Anna the Critic, uh, hey. podcast where each week we talk hey. about movies, both nude and in Netflix. We are all nude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? Say- oh, nude. Wait, what? Well, hold on, let's explain here. So we <laughs> Guys, are- I don't why wanna- have I been nude this whole time? We were <laughs> wondering the same thing. <laughs> no, I knew. I just got down here, I like, well, Parker's house, I'm not no, going to No, I mean, I've been nude and- every episode since we've started. That like, was- I mean, every time I come down here, I'm like, it's his house, I don't really know why he's naked. I always hey, wondered why you wants. guys weren't naked. I well, got, I mean... I got naked because it was an AM recording session, I thought that was... Yeah. Course. I mean, when you said nine, yeah. I was like nine o'clock at night. Is I a thought that's late. why. Whenever we record in the morning, which I don't think we've ever done. Before, nope, this is the first time. Whenever we record in the morning, I thought Parker always introduces everyone, right? And, and then, I'm naked. Gotcha. In addition to Parker, right? But you're not naked now. Well, <laughs> did you get nervous? I got. Nervous. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. I, yeah, I mean, I, I got just, in my I car just... and I was like, I gotta wear clothes to drive. <laughs> There's neighbors that could see me and somehow think worse of me. I don't know how. I, yeah, I was about to say that's a hard. That's I that's know. hard to do. Uh, no, Parker, I've just gotten so used to the sight of you naked that now, like the idea of seeing you. you clothed is disturbing. Yeah, like, I just don't know what I would do if I saw yeah. you in pants. every day at work. Well, terrifying. Well, just know that I just, under I do, under I your do lab get, coat yeah, I do and get your nude pants. under my lab coat. Yeah, I mean, like under the clothes you're yeah. wearing at work. No, no, I, nude. I when when I get there, I go to the bathroom, I take off all my clothes, and I put my lab coat on. So I am pretty much. Oh, nude. oh I just assume you're wearing like super like like shorty shorts. No, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm definitely naked under under my lab coat. But then oh. you know, I, I don't want to get fired, so you know, got to keep that little yeah, bit of oh, fabric. Hey, hey. Yeah, well, that, that's that's your PPI right there. Safety is no accident. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. Hey everybody, welcome to another Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and new. New. new and on Netflix. You never, know that, you never knew that's what it was. Is yeah. that a confusion? Yeah. That's was I confusion. saying it too fast? Oh, yeah. Okay, well I'll try to slow it down. Hey everybody. <laughs> welcome to Into yes. the Critic. Yes. Slow it down. <laughs> a podcast where each week we talk about Movies, mm-hmm. both new. Yeah. <laughs> now it sounds like <laughs> no you should have said nude there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm getting really confused. Both the nude. tone is not me- meshing with the message. <laughs> yes. And on Netflix, this week's movie, Fury. Ah, uh, crap. <laughs> My computer and is dying, I lost and it. I lost it. I lost it all. All right. Well, my name's Chris Klump. With me, as always, I tried so hard no, and got no. so far. He's talking about me because I'm always here. You sometimes yeah, just don't occasionally show up. Occasionally, you got to get Michael. How do you know I just wasn't singing to interrupt you? <laughs> I'm just, bastard. I'm just pointing it out that he's talking <laughs> about me. Uh, well, clearly. I mean, why would I talk about anybody else? Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> who who are you introducing, Chris? Yeah. Who do you want to introduce? Uh, oh, here we go. Now better, let's find out. Better choose. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite, Dad? Uh-huh. <laughs> I I couldn't choose, but in reality, um, um, <laughs> that's but what in, my mom said, and she always had my sister as her favorite. <laughs> Listen, oh, don't oh, I understand that fully. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I under- I know I yeah. I understand it too. But yeah. I was mad for Every, my brother. <laughs> yeah, I was mad for David. I was like he kind of well, no. I, a I shot. thought I thought you understood why my parents would pick my sister. I mean, you know me, oh. and that's enough. Like you're like, yeah, she, it, it doesn't matter true. what she does as long as you're still you. Clearly, she's the favorite. Right, right. I mean, it's dawned on me. Well, no, I mean, I have to pick a favorite, and I have to pick Parker, because he owns all this equipment. You just show up. <laughs> so but I own... If, I, if Parker sure. leaves this podcast, I have to invest a lot of money. I own a wonderful That smile? I don't have. <laughs> Again, I can invest probably in any, some, somebody else's smile. Timeless. Yeah, on this audio podcast, your looks mean nothing. Timeless and accurate impressions. <laughs> Timeless, <laughs> right? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, we all kind of become a hodgepodge of the same character. Uh, you know, I like to call him Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> He's my alter ego. Uh, oh boy, oh here boy. he comes! Here he comes! <laughs> Who's he gonna be this time? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> what? I don't even know who I am. <laughs> Oh, this is actually a sign of a serious <laughs> mental disorder. Help oh, boy. Me. Oh, somebody who's listening better sign me up for therapy. Oh, boy. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, good. So many. All... To, to the extent that you know me. <laughs> right. And say, how fine. fine I am. You're fine. On a regular In quotes. Quote, unquote, Very relative fine. Yeah. Uh, so... Well, before we get into uh, the bo- movie <laughs> Fury, before we get into Fury, uh, let's, get in, let's get into some news. All right. So, <laughs> first up, I just want to talk about this. Uh, Max Landis of Chronicle fame, yes. the writer of the movie Chronicle. Uh, you know, kind of a new, you know, he, um, 29-year-old uh Screenwriting career. He's he's working on the Frankenstein movie with Daniel Radcliffe. Hmm. And when he was nineteen, he wrote a four hundred and thirty-six page script about Super Mario World. What? <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever heard. What? And a fourteen-year-old <laughs> fan script. Uh, nineteen. But Nin- yes. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, way worse. <laughs> a nineteen-year-old. So you have no excuse because you can drive yep. and like. Yep. Do stuff. I don't know why you're writing a 400 page fan so, script of Mario World. I read this, so you guys don't have to. Wait, you, read you read it? it? Yes. Holy shit! <laughs> what? I read it. Parker, do you need a like? I'm down the street. We can hang out. Like if you have time. Hey, on some men have can... some men have lofty goals. <laughs> not not Parker in life. So uh, it it is as as Max Landis says right on the first page of his introduction to the script. This script sucks, and and indeed, it is not a good script, Ugh. but it is really, really fun and funny, especially because there's like a million cameos for like Nintendo characters. Every Nintendo and, character shows up. And he points up. out how like some, some characters come into the, the story, and they get like 
all this exposition, like all yeah. these characters talking about him to set the scene for him. And then other ones show up and like off name alone are just you're supposed to just know that they're like from Super Mario RPG or something. Oh wow, so he's doing <laughs> Oh, it's from deep. everything. It's like from Paper Mario RPG uh Every like iteration from you know the original NES, Luigi, like one, two, and Mar- three. Mario's missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at one point, somebody says Mario's missing. <laughs> like he jammed wow. them all in there. Wow, <laughs> just so. the just the the definition of shoehorn. <laughs> at one, like Mario is not a uh, a caricature of an Italian man. He is he's Italian in the script, but even though even even though he's just a regular guy. They do shoehorn him him saying, It's a me, you Mario. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's I pretty love- bad, but it's it's fun and funny. Uh I don't suggest anyone reading four hundred and thirty six <laughs> pages unless you are really into Mario as an intellectual like, property. Like lore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really, really ridiculous. But fun anyway. So uh So <laughs> Nintendo's Opting it for a script. Yeah, I was going to say, what are our odds it's of seeing so, this on it's the silver screen? Zero. Zero. It's so, it's so it's bad. Go, it's going to no HBO. No one would ever make this movie. <laughs> it's going to HBO as yeah. a miniseries. No it's one too would ever, epic. Yeah, no one even would make this movie like as a joke like on YouTube for fun. Like It's that bad. Like It's Jail. silly. but The epic tale <laughs> of an Italian plumber. Yeah, he, he and, and like all the fight scenes are written out. Like, like, and he talks about like. Does Mario jump on people? Is that his fighting style? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they, he has to obviously bring in Smash Brothers. So I mean, they fight, fight because Smash Brothers, you know, is a thing. Oh, that's that awesome. existed. So, so they do a lot of like punches, and the guy flies across the screen, and then he like gets uppercutted into the air, and then they jump up and slam them back down to the ground. <laughs> but he wrote out every fight scene like. Move by move, which well, is like never that's do why this. This is the pages right there. That's the worst yeah, idea. No, you'd think that it would be just because of that, but then there's just pages of just talking, and like I'm like in a video game movie, we don't mm-hmm. want to hear people just talk for hour for like an hour, just like okay, let's discuss how this world works. <laughs> like, no, I don't care. Just show me. Tell us so, all yeah. about the politics yeah. involved in, in Bowser trying to take over. <laughs> but it's, a fun, it's fun that he released it because he was 19 and he obviously, you know, could have just been like, this has never seen the light of day. But he decided to release it in a way of kind of saying like, look, you can be a bad writer and then eventually be a good writer. <laughs> like, even, even just even just 10 years can make a ton of difference. Yeah. So he, he talked, you know, it's just kind of like an example of like, you know, you just keep trying. <laughs> just keep at it. You'll get it. 400 that's cool. pages. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a labor of love. Yes. That is... It's amazing. I can just oh, that is that is yeah, painful so, to imagine. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, that's great. Um, yeah. Up next, we got um, the Hobbit will have a Batman versus Superman teaser. I thought uh, you were going to say will cameo. Probably, yeah, <laughs> they'll really confused. they'll fly down. No, uh, uh, but you know, as as is with the age of Ultron, we did see that trailer leak before it's was supposed Scheduled to just be yeah. on Marvel Agents of Shield. So, I'm sure we'll see it before we have to go to see the Hobbit even though I'm going to be seeing the Hobbit anyway. But there will be a 45-minute end battle 
The Battle of the Five Armies minutes. they have planned for 40 45 minutes. minutes. Damn. Now, Chris, I know you're not a fan of the books, so you don't know, but the it is like I do know it that it is like a just little bit happens, doesn't well, it? Well, yes, but it's also a little bit less ridiculous than um like like if you imagine Return of the King. Like that battle was long, but it was really just two factions with right. a couple of people like Jumping in at the last minute. Yeah, a couple this different is factions like, joining each side. Right. This is yeah. like five separate factions fighting. And like in the beginning, it's just a couple of like it's just like two of them and then a third one and then and then it's just like keeps adding on. And each faction isn't necessarily teaming up against another group. Like everyone it's is pretty on much their a own. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's five individual like armies fighting each other. So it's out it's of control. Be, so I guess yeah. you would almost have to do a 45-minute battle scene because how would you do five armies with no right. allegiances at all yeah. duking I mean, it out in nuts. 10 minutes? You, I don't know that you could do that without it looking terrible. Yeah. So um, that, that actually sounds appropriate for this, the story in which you guys are telling me. Yeah. So it definitely sounds good. Uh, the one thing they showed somebody had released um, from, the, from the set a, like, an overall like almost like um like like war room map of like what it would what it's kind of going to look like with like the who's actual attacking progression from where. of the battle That's and awesome. um and so there's like a kind of a, tri- a trivial pursuit like center with a circle and the you know the triangles attacking each other and then one of the <laughs> one of the factions it was just labeled Bjorn and I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's great. So it's like orcs, goblins, elves, Bjorn. I'm like, yeah, yeah he's going to be awesome. So that was most exciting because that was what was missing from uh, the um, cartoon, which was like pretty much the only thing we had for so long, Right, was uh, the absence of the Bjorn character. And we already know that he's in it because he already appeared in the beginning part when they go to his house. So... Uh, so yeah, seeing him in battle is going to be pretty awesome. And hopefully, yeah. it will appease some fans who didn't like how his character was treated in the same right, movie. Right, I thought it was. I thought it was okay, but yeah, I mean, obviously, were... he's not going to be talking much in this. Right. He's just going to be a right. wrecking shot. Right, but yeah. yeah, so we'll see. Um, that actually gets me kind of excited for it a little bit, knowing yes. that there's going to be like. This epic, crazy. Yeah, but there's already been giant epic yeah, battles, and they like, didn't sway you. Yeah. Like, if <laughs> Return Minas- of the King was already if like Minas- the most. Tirith- I'm going to be. I'm going to be. Completely if the Battle of Minas Tirith wasn't enough for you to be right. like, yeah, Whoa, this is pretty so, awesome. So, so, slow down, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I was so bored of the series, I didn't even make it to Return of the King. Oh, okay. Well, I, did I, you? I bailed well, then, out at the then, end of uh, the second one. Then Two Towers is an epic yeah. battle. <laughs> like Helm's Deep is still good enough. Still I, how how do you not watch? Guys, how do you watch honest. that and sit there? I'm going to be honest, guys. I don't even think I made it to Helm's Deep. <laughs> Okay. I think I bailed out like midway for the second one. It's like, like this I only sucks. watched the talking in the beginning of a, of the Lord of the Rings movies, and then I shut it off. I was like, this I can't. <laughs> this I'm is gonna, all it is, right? I'm gonna fire up my. It doesn't game Boy. build up to anything. I'm gonna fire right? up my Game this Boy. This is dumb. Talk, t- like, tell me when it, I can stop watching. This. He goes. He watches the first one, turns it off when they get to Rivendell. He's like, this is boring. They're just, just a talking. Bunch, just a bunch of fucking fairies <laughs> and shit talking, or whatever they are. <laughs> and then there's these short guys. And then two towers. It's like, all right, here's some tree people talking. Oh, uh, now they're talking. They're to so this boring. Old guy. Uh, they're I'm so t- slow. What's the point of I'm them? Turning this off. Why do we need talking trees in a movie? They're never going to do anything cool. <laughs> Shutting it off. 
shut it off. Uh, actually, uh, no. I think funny. I did. I don't know. I, I yeah, was so whatever. bored of that movie. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Where yeah. Fair enough. All right. Let's stop talking yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah, it's getting me angry. It makes us all angry. It's making me filled with rage. <laughs> okay, uh, Adam McKay uh, was talking um, about his um, rewrite of Ant Man. And yep. revealed that he worked very heavily with Paul Rudd on yeah. the rewrite. Yeah. Okay. That's exciting. That is that is very we exciting. Were, you know, we're a little upset when, when Edgar left and yes. and then we had to have Edgar a rewrite right. and then when yeah. Adam McKay was named as the rewrite person, it that, was like, Okay, everybody, what everybody are we got get, real nervous? What is happening? For good reasons. <laughs> Um, Not that it would be bad, but that no, would be but it would the wrong. Very like, different. Yeah, yeah right. it would just Too be different. completely different. Right. Like if they would have said Adam McKay right off the bat, then my mind would have been okay. wrapping around yeah. that yeah. the yeah. whole time, rather than wrapping I mean, around the guy, an Edgar the, Wright. The guy's a good movie. writer, but yeah. he's not. He's not <laughs> doing the same thing that Edgar Wright's going to do. No, no, they're all. very different. They're very different. So, um, yeah. So, but anyway, he also uh, teased at the idea that when he was working on the rewrite. You know, uh, he had some meetings with Marvel about uh, taking on another project, in, you know, completely. So, like getting behind the directors, yeah. Chair for first, no, no, not this, but like something else. Like oh, the, oh, taking oh. on one of the other characters that they're planning on doing a movie for. Huh. So, so I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know how. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know who what, else. I mean, Ant Man makes sense because you can do Ant Man mm-hmm. definitely with a com- comedic. Still, but not an yeah. Adam McKay level. Of no, no. Value. But what else, even beyond that, yeah. like a major character? I mean, like I don't know. you have like, uh, like I know that it's you know this is already happening, so he couldn't do it. But like you have Deadpool's kind of comedy, but yeah, but there uh, that that's not tough. even Marvel Studios. Yeah, that's a different that's, company, uh, right, right? That owns Fox, Fox or Sony. Fox. Yeah, Fox. Yeah. Fox is doing that one. <laughs> um, what other? I mean, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, un- un- unless unless Adam McKay wants to kind of flex some different muscles and go for uh, a different feel, but of the I movie, don't, I which I, I'm always I always support when directors try. I something guess, different. but like I wouldn't I wouldn't try that with like some no <laughs> like that people are going to be like hyper analyzing. Like I do your best, what you are good, where you're at. best at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> bring your best foot huh. forward when you're going to be doing something that everybody's going to hyper. You know, be hypercritical. Of. Yeah, that is that's a good point. But, as I but like, I, I would love to see like an other guys yeah. type movie. Oh yeah, with yeah. like with, like in the Marvel world, like maybe like, sh- maybe like a Punisher. Maybe like a like a with that too dark. No, 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 dark. but like but like a silly Punisher. Movie. No, but just yeah. imagine like like the Punisher character is played straight at you know right, no and then, but he's dropped in the real world and people are like what <laughs> right. are you doing <laughs> that would be great actually it's even uh, when the punisher gets kind of funny is when he actually tries it's kind of the opposite because most of the punisher's villains and people he goes up against are more realistic like drug he's pushers a street, yeah, he's a street so level. when he tries to take on somebody like dr doom right? it's like comical <laughs> he always gets his ass handed yeah, to him. yeah, yeah you yeah. don't have superpowers <laughs> you're just a mad guy with a lot of guns yeah you're, i you're have just... cosmic abilities you idiot <laughs> That is, oh, there we go. That's perfect. Yeah. I love this idea. Yeah. Well, so we'll see. I I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, it's very, very, very pre anything because it's just talks. But it would be. I don't. I, I I would be interested depending on which. I mean, like we've said that they they can't seem to make mistakes hey, right now. They're they're if they're yeah. on a roll. So if they stay on a roll. Then we'll. I'm sure they'll come up with something good. For every them. every director they've chosen so far, part it's of me is out. like, yeah. well, but part of me is like, what are they going to do? Like right. they're not. And then it's like, oh. and then it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as an aside, because I was just thinking about this, I think the one time 
that a property has finally worked out outside of Marvel Studios and it's actually been a good thing is probably Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Because they are doing it now and yes. I believe they are going right. for like the hard R rating like that demo yes. that was which that it was needs put to be. out which is what it needs to be. And honestly, if Marvel Studios had the rights, I don't know if they I don't know if Disney would be no. willing to let them no, go no, that no, route. No, no. Absolutely oh, yeah. not. So I this is actually one case where it probably is a good thing that this property is not within Marvel Studios because I couldn't picture Disney being like, yeah, sure, do a hard R film. Yeah, yeah. do a hard R for- film with Deadpool being super silly, yeah. but absolutely but crazy. crazy and traumatizing if kids would yeah. ever see it. Yeah, yeah. like right. we couldn't even sell, action, you know, it'd be another right. Breaking Bad and Toy, uh, toy Stores debacle. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard yeah. about that. Yeah, I did, and I can't believe that it's a thing. Yeah. But um, like I mean like, I mean Matt brought up a good point on Facebook like like when he was a kid he bought like a Predator right and it's like there's been terrible action figures for They've so licensed, long they licensed when Alien first came out right yeah. they were like this is going to be uh, this studio's Star Wars right and then it came out and they're like <laughs> shit. This but is we really already have dark we already yeah. merchandise. Yeah, we everything. already have comic books. Yeah. and we already have action figures and posters. We're gonna have to merchandise this to <laughs> yes, kids. That's what happened. I but mean, here's the thing: this is like the this is like the constant like everything is like be, like to the to the point where kids are just wrapped in like bubble wrap and like aren't allowed to leave right, the house. Exactly. And like just keep them completely safe and, and uh, don't and, do anything. And people like us just go. Remember the eighties. <laughs> Yeah. There there were trading cards for Terminator 2. <laughs> and it's no like, adult was buying those trading yeah. cards. And it's like one of two things happens. Your kid sees that and or you let them buy them. And then you go, yeah, go ahead. Have fun playing with that and imagining what this means. But right. I'm not going to let you watch this movie. No. It's way too adult and violent and whatever. Which is called good parenting. Right. Or That's what you do as a parent. Or be like my dad or probably the kind of parent that I will be and be like let's just watch it together <laughs> also let's just watch predator good good parent yeah also good parenting yeah, like, you know what throw the fuck up kid yeah you're going to have to see a man flayed alive sometime <laughs> it may as well be when you're like 10 all right uh and this is why I can't have kids cuz I would just be like what are, what are you scared of this Come, Come on. on. This is nothing. I'll show you a real scary movie. What do I got in my Japanese section here? Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you something to really freak out. <laughs> yeah. So really, Chris, why does your child have a permanent tick in his eye? Yeah. <laughs> I did li- I did love that a- that Aaron Paul came out and was like, um, do you realize that like Barbie is, is, more a, damaging is way more damaging oh, with children than breaking bad characters? I'm absolutely. Like, very true, because in the heart of it, if they go and watch Breaking Bad, they'll be like, wow, that's bad life decisions. Yeah, drugs are I'm, bad. Okay? I shouldn't do meth. I should stay The whole message of Breaking Bad is like, don't be a <laughs> shitty, selfish person, and for fuck's sake, don't do meth. Don't sell meth. Don't do it. Stay away from meth. I'm surprised they're not showing Breaking Bad in schools. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a motivational speech. Say that's cats. Yeah. But what is this the message of you. Barbie? Hey, have an impossibly small waistline and good things will happen, girls. That's right. Like, really starve yourself and you might get close to what she looks like. And then maybe you'll be happy. But also, you also need to grow like another foot and a half. Yeah, yep. and be freakishly tall. Freakishly tall, freakishly thin, and have an impossible bus line. Yeah. And life's just going to come together. You, too, could have a house in Malibu. Yep. And an awesome car. That's right. Yeah. And an Aryan boyfriend. 
That so, being said, I do love the Barbie and Ken characters in Toy Story. Yes, they no, are. They are very great. Yes, yes. yes. excellent. Um, so, just uh, one uh, more more um, comic book discussion. Um, Tom Hardy is Ooh. being listed as up for the role of the uh, Suicide Squad. The first film nice. will follow Batman vs Superman, but he is now also um, in the running for Apocalypse. For the X Men, the to new play X-Men. Apocalypse. Ooh. Oh, now I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I want. <laughs> I don't know what awesome. I want. Yeah, because he's he's great as Bane, and Bane is necessary for the the Sinister Six or not Sinister Six, the Suicide um, Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, right. Um, and, he, and he's and he's also worked with the producer Charles Roven, who is who um, is going to be working on Suicide Squad as well. So it's it's a likelier choice because he's already worked with the, some of the people, right. and he's you know obvious. But him but, as Apocalypse, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. His voice fits that so well, so well. Yeah. And he, I mean, just from what he bulked up with Bane, he can add another fifty percent more muscle mass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and grow. Well, nine I, feet I have tall. a feeling he, that might be a CGI. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, character. absolutely. Yeah. If there's um, no way they can not do that as CGI. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I want I want both. See, <laughs> a lot of these big name actors, ha- I, I've read that they haven't even been in talks. They've been targeted. Right, that's the for thing. Roles. And this is and, this is another one of those cases where where he's being courted. And I'm wondering if a lot of this isn't them playing a wait and see game with like Batman versus Superman. Of like, is this going to be legit or is this going right. to be a string of like silly movies that aren't going to yeah. have? Right. Yeah. Good creative forces behind them and are just there to compete with Marvel. Because already, right. I mean, can, 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 can we talk for a few minutes about how silly Batman versus Superman is starting to sound? Oh, it's starting to sound very silly. Yeah, I'm losing a lot of The hope. amount of heroes, superheroes, that they're trying to stuff into this movie alone is just like, when has this really worked without yeah. much of a buildup? Right. The only time this has worked is Avengers. And this was like a well, Avengers had a lot of build up. a multi-film project in which all of these characters were separately introduced and had groundwork laid out for them. Right. That's the only reason you could do an ensemble film like that. Yeah. Right? If you just had them all jumbled in together with no explanation or context, people would just be like, what? "What's going what? on? Right? Who's this guy? Who's this bow and arrow guy? What a well, I mean." Uh, and I know, I know, audiences are becoming more comic book savvy, so you right. don't necessarily need. An explanation of like why they are, but just through the rules of right. an ensemble cast, like it's very hard in any setting to pull that many elements together and make it work. Right, and and on on top of that, reading of of like what they're planning on doing, why aren't they just making a Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, the Dark Knight Returns, or like, something like that, with like mostly yeah. just Batman and Superman. Yeah, like. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming both of you have read yeah. Frank Miller's... And seen the uh, anime style yeah, thing that came yeah, out. That was good. Um, Adaption. It's great. Yeah. One. But, like, all, all the stuff that they're talking about bringing into this movie, I'm like, why don't you just do... Like, you're you're so close. Why don't you just cut cut Wonder Woman out of the movie, give her her, her own film, yeah. finally, like she should have had right. five years ago. Yeah. Um. Because audiences can handle a woman superhero, guys. <laughs> like yeah. we, we, they, we can handle it. Um, I don't know. And then just make a, <laughs> a, a Dark Knight Returns movie. And yeah. It would be great, but they're, I guess, they're afraid of success and yeah. money <laughs> um, and doing things that will work. They're yeah. like, no, we want to do stuff that's going to be we're, a failure. We're probably. also getting a. 
We're also getting Cyborg in this movie. <laughs> Why? Why Cyborg? Who cares? A about DC character. And to the point where um, when they released, when DC released like its full list of what's upcoming, right? Uh, like officially, the, Ray Fisher, who is playing Cyborg um, right. from, what is he in? I'm not even Nothing. Really, yeah. So I don't even know <laughs> who he is. So uh, he did some voiceover work, but he he he's he actually was the voice of Cyborg in, in two, uh, oh wait. That's that's all filming. Okay, yeah. So he's done. <laughs> so he's done. He's nothing. done nothing. Uh, he he was surprised to find out that Cyborg was then getting its own movie. He was. That's how he found. Out. Really? <laughs> it was when they released the full list of schedule, and they were like, they they were like Justice League star. Like it's gonna have Cyborg in it, and then Cyborg's gonna get his own movie. And he's like, oh, okay. Good. Why? Why? <laughs> good. Good to know. I only know Cyborg <laughs> because I watched the Teen Titans cartoon. <laughs> You know that was out like ten years ago. Man, yeah. it seems like. But that's the thing. Like that, 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 like in that case, this is what we have to look forward to because we're talking about twenty twenty. So we're talking about so far in the future that uh, that I'm sure a lot of these studios are banking on the fact that there's now there's kids now that are like nine and right. eight that have been watching every single episode right. of Teen Titans, every single episode of all these cartoons that were Justice League Unlimited Justice stuff League, like that. all that's and are like way steeped in that already I'm just gonna, and so in in by 2020 yeah. they're gonna be 15 they're gonna be 14 yeah they're gonna be and that they're, age and they're gonna be like target oh, throwing all my money at these things so. here's here's the thing though and it won't happen because it's it's too big to fail it's like you know the banks um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but what happens when this movie really isn't that good, and it doesn't make as much money as they thought it would, mm. because they are forming this movie as the linchpin, right, right. for everything else that happens they're, they're, in the next ten years. They're essentially doing what Marvel did, but backwards. Yes, <laughs> and I don't know that you can do that and pull it off. I mean, they might. Maybe they have some marketing geniuses behind this, and I'm if sure they pull it I'm sure off, it'll make a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, right, right. but. But how much money are they going to have to put into it to make but, that kind but of again, money? But like, again, with this, like, if, if it makes a bunch of money, but it isn't good, then it's going to hurt the upcoming ones. Oh, even absolutely. Though, even if it makes a ton of money. Like, it might make back money if they market it well, and then it might be like, oh, that's... And it's still that, pulling... Like everybody a- goes to see it, but then, like, nobody's like... Excited, excited about, about the it. next yeah. thing, like because yeah. it's, it's like fall apart. Uh, you know, like, and then you lose some of so those you actors. You have, lose some of those right. actors yeah. that were like, they're like, what the, well, no, I was thinking that about was terrible. Up, it's, but, yeah. it's like they're playing a game of Jenga, and the first thing you do is remove both bottom pieces. That's the, yeah. That is the proper way to play Jenga. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all just, well, here we go. Especially after twenty four hours of playing board games, <laughs> that was oh, that was a great day. So well, let, let's move right into our uh, trailer here. Yeah, this uh, is since we're already going <laughs> hey, into a lot of. You ever wonder uh, how much we like comic book movies? <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot. Uh, so the trailer. We love gonna, talking about them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer we uh, saw uh, uh, this week is uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. When Tony Stark tries to jumpstart a dormant peacekeeping program. Things go awry, and it is up to the Avengers to stop the villainous Ultron from enacting his terrible plans. 
It's none of their evil. They're just terrible. <laughs> just terrible. Yeah. Dude, like, dude, dude really what if we put milk in like bags all the time? Ultron. It'd be so good. Ultron, stop. That's you guys just have idea. strings dude. on you. That's a terrible get idea. On, get on my level. Cut off your strings. What if you could just have sex with a girl and you didn't have to call her and it wasn't a big deal? Yeah. No strings attached, that's, bro. No strings, that's bro. The worst, that's the worst no idea strings. ever. It's terrible. <laughs> Um, so this movie, I'm just going to list the people who weren't in Avengers. <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, um, that's a good idea. So we have Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, coming in as Playing Quicksilver. Quicksilver yep. uh, we have Elizabeth Olsen coming in as Scarlet Witch, and they're both going to team up and fight Godzilla. Um, yeah. <laughs> we have, uh, who I'm, this, this is the one thing I'm super excited about. We have James Spader coming oh. in as the voice of yeah, Ultron. Yeah, voice is so good. It's yeah. so damn good. Um, Andy Serkis listed, but I don't know who he's playing. Probably he's a mystery, yeah. mystery character. I'm just going to assume he's Ultron. <laughs> he's he's mo-capping. Yeah. No, 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 uh, no. He was in the trailer. If you go back and watch that trailer, he is in this movie as a human as a being. human being. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Neat. No, James Spader. I'm pretty sure did the mocap for Ultron. Wait, this can't be real. Lou Ferrigno is voicing the Hulk. Really? He did. He in just Avengers. does the yell. Yeah, he does yeah. the yells and grunts. Oh, okay. All right, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, as long as he doesn't actually show up on screen. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he did the voice in Avengers. I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. Learned something new mm-hmm. every day. So, uh, and of course, Joss Whedon is coming back to uh, take the helm as writer and director um, for this one. He, of course, so wrote and directed the first one, so... So we know back. it won't suck. Yep, we know it's going to be funny, and I'm going to guess right now uh, Scarlet Witch is going to die at the end of it. You or not Scarlet so. Witch, uh, Scarlet Johansson. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say they just introduced. No, Scarlet no, because it's it's a uh, it's a Joss Whedon film, so somebody yeah, somebody we love, die. and is it can't have be any die. of the people with long-standing contracts. I don't know how. Well, doesn't she? No, she has her own movie coming up though. Oh, oh yeah. Does she? Well, then she. I don't know who's going to die. Although, yeah. although she could still die, and then we would get a, a like a prequel. I'm fine. Yeah, that's that true. Too. That's true. Or or maybe the Hulk will die. Someone's going to die. The Hulk will not die. Yeah, that's just that's ridiculous. one character no, that literally he'll, cannot die. He'll die by them hurling him into space, and then we get Planet oh, okay, Hulk. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, well, that, that works. Yeah, I can see. I'm that. I'm fine with this. But then he's not there for Thanos. That'd be sad. But, hey, sacrifices need to be made so we can yeah, get Planet Hulk. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about this trailer. This trailer is great. Uh, it's I'm super wonderful. excited. Once again, and and I think Marvel's just doing this on purpose because the last couple. Except for uh, Guardians, obviously they went the right way with their trailer. Um, just like uh, Iron Man three, um, the the first Avengers film, the trailer looks very dark and very like well, this is going to be a very serious film. But then it's like, well, Joss Whedon's at the helm, so it's not going to be super, super serious, serious all the time. It's going to be yeah. serious when it needs to be, but then it's going to be tongue in cheek when it needs to be. It definitely looks it looks dark, and that, that was my comment. Is like. Are we getting too dark too quickly? Because if there's one Avengers film that should be dark, it's Thanos. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Everything, every shit should hit the fan yeah, with yeah. Thanos, but not necessarily with Ultron. I, I, I was thinking the same thing, but then I reminded myself. I thought the same thing about event, um, Iron Man three. I remember yeah. saying, like, I remember saying on this podcast, I think it's gonna, I, I think they're going too dark. I think they're gonna make it too like just gritty, and all my fears were laid to rest yeah, when right. it was like great. Yeah. So I at this point, I, I I have enough trust as a fan for like, all right, well, Marvel's at the helm. They're picking the right people. They're picking the right directors, right writers. So you know, it, at this point, a tra- a trailer being too dark isn't going to sway me from being ex- excited. Um, and this trailer is very exciting. Yeah. 
we have Hulkbuster versus Hulk. Which, which I'm excited yeah. about. Which I had read was coming, but seeing the actual Hulkbuster armor like flying around the yes. regular yes. Uh, whatever mock whatever was just awesome to see. Uh, we of course saw a lot of Ultron. Yeah, really heard more of him than saw him. That's all. Oh, um, hey, that voice, James Spader. Yeah, James Spader really knocks it out. Great. There. Um, some people were complaining that they thought the, the voice needed more effects. Uh, I thought it was fine. I, I don't think you good. should. I don't think you should go over the top and make him super robotic. Why would you hire be... a great actor who does a great voice and then garble it up? With and a great but writer who wants to make this a good character. Like right. He just he didn't he didn't you know choose to go the Ultron route to be like mm, let's get a robot. He wanted yeah. something with interesting motivations. And interesting, like an interesting backstory that he could like form a movie right, around. Yeah. So making him more robotic and less human is not the route you want to go. I don't not not for a film. I don't yeah. think for a movie that would work. Yeah. Because um, I know in the uh, I, I I was talking to uh, uh, super fan Jim Place uh, of, of the podcast, um, and he was he's a big fan of the comics, and he yeah. was telling me that you know in, in the comics Ultron is never changes his facial expression it's always the same right he doesn't have a face yeah pretty much he oh, doesn't yeah, have yeah. like a jaw or anything it's just yeah and that would be that that's really great in comic book form but right, in a movie right. form that would be very no, boring it's a waste. to watch it's a waste yeah it would be it, after a while it would get very boring and you I hired think. this great actor whose voice is amazing why wouldn't you also capture his facial expressions precisely to, to, I wonder just, if he's going to do the like yeah. James Spader's going to do the mocap for the uh, facial. Expressions. I, w- I would imagine that's the thing now. For, for it actors. makes sense because if you're hiring them for their voice, why wouldn't you also get yeah their body yeah. going with it? Um, their body, their mm. body. Uh, this is probably the most extensive use of the ability to dig through the archives of Disney that we've yet seen with the cover the dark again going with parker's talk before how it's a big thing now to do dark gritty covers yep. the song being played is actually i have yeah. no strings from <laughs> pinocchio really i didn't know i didn't notice yeah, yeah. that that's what he's saying i didn't even notice that oh, wow and ultron quoting it which is yeah. like the that idea of pinocchio right is the perfect allegory for like an ai Mm-hmm. Gaining Absolutely. sentience. Yep. Yep. But nobody could ever use it because it's like, ah, we own Pinocchio. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. But now that Disney's their their papa, they're <laughs> like, sure. yeah, go ahead. Now, yeah. Now that Disney we don't care owns... if you make it super creepy and <laughs> yeah. twist it around. <laughs> now that Disney owns fifty percent of every property. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they can do this. So that was that was a cool uh, thing thing that they did. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's awesome. And yeah, Scarlet Witch. Um, there's and some Quicksilver. And Quicksilver look good. There's yep. some theories that a lot of the that's the other thing. There's some theories that, like, you see Captain America's shield cracked. Yep. You see whore. Uh, well, I almost said whore. Which, which whore. I, didn't, I didn't know you could crack. Uh, uh, only crack. with only with vibranium. Oh, uh, more vibranium. Only, oh, vibranium can only crack Speaking vibranium. of vibranium, there's a possibility that Andy Serkis, um, there's there's a consp- you know a conspiracy theory whatever right. there's a theory just from that screenshot that he will be the uh, villain from the Black Panther series what? because he um, he is like that that weird beard is like something that guy has and if they go into the whole vibranium thing right. then they're gonna need to set 
like oh, like yeah. at least have a, a moment where they go and 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 maybe have like South America, Tony Stark, yeah. you know, visiting and and talking with you know Black Panther. So maybe just like a little thing, just you know. I, I would be excited if we got a Black Panther movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be, That'd great. be great. But like, uh, man, quick, everybody who plays Black Panther. The correct answer is Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, that's, that's good, uh, good I was going to say I, I like the guy from Jai White. I, w- I, would, I would like, um, what's his name? From, from uh, um, oh, uh, not, yeah. Well, he was Spawn, and his most recent thing is Black Dynamite. Right, right, okay, yeah. okay. That's, yes, I just he would also be great. I, I, just see great. More, I just want to see more of him. Yes, that would also be great. I would like, um. Claw is that supervillain's name. Yes, Claw. Yeah. Um, I would like. Chuetel Ejiofor. Oh, is that the guy from... Oh, okay, yes, yes. He'd be pretty good. Yeah, he, could, he would also do a great job. Um, yeah, and, and Claw works with Vibranium. Yes, and like that's the whole thing, you know. He's and like, uh, and, the, and early in the trailer, you do see Ultron being like sort of like forged in melt, something. Yeah, melted. melted, come, melted when he, when it stands up and all that like melted like metal comes down... You're like, oh, that's probably some vibranium. Yeah, yeah. great. So, so yeah, so the other possible. the other big thing is that one of Scarlet Witch's powers is being able to divin- divine and mm-hmm. pr- make prophecies right. or like see possible futures in her head. Yeah. So some people are saying like a lot of the awful bad things that appear in this trailer ah, might just be her. Right. So who knows? Yes. Yeah, who and knows? I, I'd be fine at that I point. Would be fine at with that, that point, that. that's 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 when you know you you have you could make a good trailer because you have a character who. Like, tells a story, and then you just show it, and then you can be like, "We'll use all that shot in the yeah." Trailer. We'll use all that, and footage. then everybody's like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. They, they, like you just watch all the Avengers, each one of them die horribly, and you're like, "Wait, what?" And then it's like, "Oh, that was in a flash thing." It's That's fine. Fu- yeah, whatever. it doesn't actually happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? Fan of the show. Fan of the show. Tim Hall had some concerns because he was like, "This is a teaser, and it's showing a lot, and it does show a lot." I know, but, like, like a two-minute teaser. That's a trailer. Yeah. But, yeah, I think they should just call them trailers at this point. But we really didn't see a whole lot more than we already knew. Right. Yeah. We we knew about Ultron. We know his deal. Yeah. Um, I we had knew read Quicksilver about, and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, we knew, we knew them from the end of the, uh, which one was that? Captain America 2. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it was the already released. New, the only new thing really was like the Hulkbuster. And that had been released in articles yeah, that they were yeah. doing the Hulkbuster. So I'm I'm left super excited, but still probably with more questions than answers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, is somebody going to die? Well, we know what, that. What, <laughs> just <laughs> we, just <laughs> we, but is somebody, big, is somebody big going to die? Are they going to have point. the balls to kill Thor? Like, would they even... <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there. Would they be daring enough to give an actor a contract only to say like we're doing this to make people believe that you won't die yeah how oh, crazy would that, that be would for be a nuts. studio to give an actor a pretty big contract only yeah. to say we're, we're doing this to ensure all. that no one would ever see you yeah. coming no one would see you coming wow yeah uh, like I mean we know we pretty much know because of the the, the few announcements we, we've heard that it can't be Iron Man or Captain America because right, they, right. they're going to be involved in the, the Civil War Is there a new line. Thor announced? Yes. Is there? Yeah. At least but it that. wouldn't have to be him. Thor passes Thor, his Thor mantle. Pass, yep, yep. Thor passes right. his oh, mantle. So we could, could get, get a beta, beta, beta Ray Bill. Bill. Yeah. 
I would be as I would much so as I love a Beta Ray Bill as story. much as I love Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> How awesome would it be to have a Beta Ray Bill Thor movie? That would that be, would the, be shit. the That would be the best thing ever. That would be, oh my God, I would love to see a Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> yeah, for those few people like my dad who have no idea what we're talking about, just look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. We're not explaining it here. He's a horse-faced alien that becomes Thor. It's, it's, it's fine. Great. It works. It's, just, awesome. it's great. Um, it, can't, it can't be the Hulk. No. Because, no, first no. of all... Again, he can't die. He, first of all, the Hulk can't really die. Now, now all, maybe it could be uh, like... Like a Bruce Banner type thing, where her Hulk then is forever is exiled. And no, then we or, get like, or Hulk is forever, and he can never switch back. Yeah, the, well, like a thing where he dies, and the then Hulk, Hulk takes over, and then he can never go back to Banner. I don't know. Maybe, eh, that. maybe. because that's not that. Then we can get a Joe fix it because we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we don't super love and care about uh, like the Bruce Banner character. Not at really. All. Like it's kind of just really. like uh, he plays him well though. Yeah, and, he does. But like when you take you're that not away- like you're not gonna be like oh that really hurts. Yeah. You, <laughs> well, sometimes when you take away that dynamic, it does cheapen the character. However, throughout most of Planet Hulk and World War Hulk, it's pretty much just p- Hulk being pissed off. Yeah. I mean, do you think he could be like quick uh, or uh, not, uh, what's his name Hawkeye? Yeah, that would be upsetting. I would hope not, but I could see it coming. I mean that would he be would upsetting. be he would be another one where it's like you don't have he's not like nothing really hinges upon Hawkeye. No. Yeah, he's a cool character, yeah. but you don't build movies. That would actually be him. the perfect choice for someone to die off because he is a cool character. Everybody likes him, but he no storyline hinges on him at right. all. Yeah, and you can and you can play the and he's human and you can it's a lot easier right. for him to yeah. die. Yeah, he's and just and you a can play dude. the movie up. Like during the like during Age of Ultron, you could start to fall in love with him as a character. Like, give him a bunch of scenes that you're yeah. like, "Oh man, Hawkeye's gonna be up, oh, oh, he's dead." Oh, yeah. no! oh this yep. could be like his like biggest movie. Yeah, and then you're like, I could oh, easily see cool that stuff. happening. Oh, that's upsetting. Like, he, he, Josh Whedon <laughs> takes extra care to make everyone super like Hawkeye. Like even the people that were like, oh, "I like the Hulk and Thor," but in this movie, you're like, "He was the best." No. <laughs> he has some like r- like really great scene where he like er- you know things are really tense and he does one thing that like no human should do which is like smack you know or they could give banner him, yeah, they could give him like an awesome scene like they do in the comics sometimes where he's just like practicing relentlessly right and Captain America comes up and he's like you've been out here for like hours and he's like yeah you're Right, you're a superhuman. Like, I have to try so hard. Right, um, he turns into the most destructive force imaginable. <laughs> and I Tony Stark's to, rich. I have to work. <laughs> yeah, and Tony Stark's just rich, so I have to work harder than any of you. Yeah, exactly. Like a scene like that would be really. And then, cool. and then he eats it in the next forty five yeah. minutes. Oh, <laughs> the next perfect. scene dies yeah. immediately. Uh, so, Age of Ultron comes out May first. Oh, why isn't it now? <laughs> but get your tickets now. Why isn't um, it now? So, all right, well, let's, uh, let's move on to our feature presentation here. We saw Fury. April 1945. As the Allies make their final push in the European theater, a battle-hardened army sergeant named War Daddy commands a Sherman tank and her five-man crew on a deadly mission behind enemy lines. All right, this movie stars Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf, Logan Lerman, uh, Michael Pena, John... How do you pronounce that? Bernthal. Bernthal. Yep. John Bernthal. Uh, anybody else worth really mentioning? No, not, not really. Really. All right. What did you guys think of Fury? Well, we have not talked about this at all. Yes. We did nope. our jobs. We did, we did our, our jobs. jobs really well. Um, I, I think one thing that sums up this movie pretty well 
is once those credits started rolling, none of us said a damn. Not thing. us said a fucking word. <laughs> we just sat there. Like, <laughs> yeah, we know. We all Jeez. knew. We all knew there wasn't going to be like a post-credit stinger or anything. Yeah, and we still sat there till I'm like reading there, the best sort of like ah, key grip was that jackass. I still can't get up. <laughs> yeah, this movie is intense, man. Incredibly intense. And I was t- talking to people like. Beyond the war scenes, just the scenes that we get of like what uh, 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 the 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 battle scenes, I should say, right? The battle beyond the battle scenes, which are intense. Oh, very intense. Just the overall feel of this movie and the downtime. The 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 um the breakfast scene. Yeah, the breakfast. I was going to talk about that a lot. That scene, I was just like, "What is going to happen? This is so." I mean, you have all the characters just sitting there, and Michael Pena's going off, and, and Shia LaBeouf's just sitting there stone-faced, like, single tear rolling down his cheek, and he's, like, saying word, but he's, like, has that thousand-yard stare, and, like, you, uh, he's obviously not there mentally. This, and Brad Pitt's just so pissed. <laughs> this movie is, is really intense because even the characters themselves, like, you're not sure whether you like them. Oh, yeah. You're not sure what they're capable of. Yeah. It's a great war movie in that respect in that it makes these people out to be human beings that have been in this war a long-ass yes. time, and it has really changed them. Yeah. yeah. Um, they are not the same people that they probably were which, before the which war. Is what you do, which is what you don't normally get with a World War II movie. Usually you get that with a current modern day movie. Right. You know, right. you have Hurt Locker, you have all these other ones where it's like, oh man, you know, like look how much it changes you as a person, this yeah. war, you know, and it's like, and World War Two is, there's no difference. I mean, war is going to change you just the same, but like a lot of World War Two movies tend to take it more like the well, route of a little like, more patriotic. Hey, yeah, that. yeah. It's like, we did it. We did it. We killed tyranny. We killed fascism. And it's like, but then PTSD you, then you was still a thing yeah. back then. Well, we in fact, it was worse it was. because no one talked about it. It was yeah. just supposed to be like a thing like that, you know, because I remember hearing stories about like, you know, my grandfather's like one friend, like he just like never spoke about the war to his entire family ever. Yeah. He only talked to my grandfather about it, like who, you know, mm-hmm. and that's it. And he would just keep it all bottled up and that's what you did and you yeah. just, and he would just go out in the backyard and stare off into the distance before dinner but you know every yeah, day yeah, it's yeah. like that kind of thing where it's like okay i'm having one of those moments and it's like can't talk man, to anybody and it's like about you, it. you know it's like you could get help like there's help but it's like you know, back then it's like oh just just stare it up. up yeah well yeah, another yeah. thing too is that with a lot of i mean i'm just comparing this to my favorite world war ii movie which is saving private ryan mm-hmm. in that movie you have a bunch of people that are just getting into the war because it's going from the start of the European theater with um, Normandy. Normandy. Yeah, so it's a lot of people that are just getting into the war. These are people that have been fighting yeah. for a long. Yeah, the time. guys that even they've no, been in just, Africa. Yeah, they started in right? the African campaign. Um, so th- so they've been in this war, and like the movie eloquently puts out, tank warfare is ugly, yeah. miserable. It's miserable and ugly, and it's just sort of waiting in a box for death to yeah. come. Yeah, it's like, um, I, the whole time I was thinking in, in, in the beginning of Patton, yes. when they said that the, the GIs call uh, the American tanks uh, purple heart boxes, yeah, uh, because they're so ill-equipped to handle going up against the Panzer divisions. Yeah. That- <laughs> and, and this movie does showcase this. At one point, yeah. um, 
really the final tank fight scene, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, they really go, the only tank yeah, fight they go, scene. They go against a single tiger. And they get <laughs> just they, they, they get their asses handed yep. to them. I mean, they start out with how many tanks? Like four, 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 four five, tanks, and like the, and yeah, it's ugly. The, the, yeah, and then yeah. Oh my god, that scene is when when the tanks are like racing around each other, uh. trying to get behind. I'm like gripping my ceiling. What yeah. the hell? Yeah, that is um, intense. This movie for me really won me over for Shia LaBeouf. Yes, he did a great job. Now you can I wanted, argue you, wanted to hate him. You so can much. argue yeah. till well, the cows. Yeah. What we heard, oh yeah, about the filming of it and him, him being, being like, like super annoying and not showering and and yeah. just being, being like ultra method, right? Yeah, like being Daniel Day Lewis or some nonsense. <laughs> Which you can argue, like, do the ends justify the means? Did that help him? You know, I, I, probably not. Probably not. Maybe or maybe. maybe it helped him. Like maybe he wouldn't have done as good a job. You know, like maybe he is. But a, that's what I'm saying. Like, like he, he couldn't have brought a performance without having done that to himself and to his fellow actors. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll never really know. Exactly. But what we can know is that he did a really good job in Damn this right. film. Yeah. He, probably easily his best role. Uh, um, yeah. I can't I would, think I would of a say single that. one that would compare. Uh, everyone, everyone does a really good job. Oh, yeah. Uh, John Bernthal, who was. I only people, know him from The Walking Dead. People would know him most from The Walking Dead. He did a decent job in The Walking Dead. His character was sometimes annoying. I will chalk that up sometimes to the writing on the show. Yes, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. He, he's a good actor, yeah. and you can he's tell in Walking really Dead he was this. doing a good job even in Walking Dead, but the writing was just yeah. terrible. Um, he <laughs> right. does a really good job in this, yeah, even while definitely. displaying an obnoxious like Georgian <laughs> Southern accent, oh, uh, yeah. but still very convincingly that kind of like... Hey boy. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. He he makes the perfect just just bully yeah. character to uh Logan Lerman's character yeah. of just like the new kid. Yeah. Like, and they're, 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 like they complement each other perfectly. These, every single one of these characters except for Logan Lerman pretty much at some point has a moment or multiple moments yeah. where you're just like Oof, I don't he's like He's yeah. really not a That's good crosses the line. He's really not a good guy. <laughs> yeah. But by yeah. the end of the movie and this is kind of what war does to people, to each other. They are so good, and and like to each other, and and for their cause, they are like such good guys. Even um, John Bernthal's character, Coonass, yeah, <laughs> is his. Uh, that's nickname. a that's okay. That's Grady <laughs> Um Yeah, Coonass is his nickname. They said it in the movie. Yeah, I know. Well, um, they said all their nicknames in the movie. But when when they're like with each other, they have such like empathy. Like you can see the empathy they have for each other because yes. of what they've been through. So you almost have to feel sorry for them, right? Right. In a way, and it's sort of what war like does to people. Like your enemy is like subhuman. Right. Yeah. Your enemy subhuman because almost and Brad Pitt kind of almost touches on this like they have to be because if we don't treat them with the idea of like we need to kill them we need to re- relentlessly just mow them down or they're going to do it to us yeah exactly right. it's, it engenders this mindset into people like if you don't kill them they're going to kill us yeah. and not all soldiers are like that in war right but for people that have been fighting for so long especially in this kind of warfare but, where it's yeah. just do or die and you're ill-equipped, and every day you're scraping to get by yeah. without getting, you know, your head blown off, right. or yeah. you know, just you kind of ha- you burning need that to mindset. death, burning to death in a steel box, um, which happens a lot in this movie. It, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it definitely you can see it starts to wear on you this 
like terrible mm-hmm. evil idea that people are are less than human. Yeah. Which bleeds through not only in the war scenes, not only in that terrible scene where Brad Pitt teaches him a uh, lesson. Oh, that scene is so Oh, it's very upsetting. Up. Very upsetting. Uh but one scene that I really wanted to talk about or sequence that I wanted to talk about is when this movie grinds to a halt. It just yeah. stops in the middle. Grinds just, to a halt after they take a German town. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's like crazy like T- like just five minutes before, they were like, like getting like a surprise shot at. All of a sudden, there's a machine gun in the basement. It's like, and it's like all, everybody's, everybody's knees are getting high shot intensity. Off. Lots of people dying, and then it's like the last shots fired. It's like, are we okay? And it's like cut to like party. Hey, time. we're hanging out. Yeah. Like everything's fine. So this changes um, the tone of the movie briefly because everyone's partying. Even and though there's still like mortar shells, yeah, going there's mortar shells going them. off in the distance. And but whatnot, like they're but playing piano and getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Brad Pitt spies this woman in a w- in the in the window. Yeah, and comes to this Logan Lerman's character who is the rookie. Yeah, he's definitely he's, the new he's guy. Very out of place, and the yeah. whole movie he spends. He keeps talking about how he's to, trained to be a typist. Yeah, <laughs> the whole movie he spends completely out of place. And not really being able to process what is going on right. and also, all the horrible per- perfect, things he's seeing and doing. Perfect casting as well. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Logan looks constantly just like, a what am I doing looks, here? He looks the kid. same yeah. age that he was yep. in 310 to Yuma. Yep. He yeah. looks the exact He hasn't aged. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. like Hollywood got together and like, all right, we're going to cryo-freeze him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he takes Logan Lerman's character up, up to the room because Brad Pitt, his whole thing with with his with Logan Lerman's character is like I need to get you to be. I, ba- I basically I, I need, need to make get you, you what I need you I to need, be. I need or to make you dead. into a killer, or right. we're all gonna die. Right. right. Yeah. But um, but coupled with that, I think there's also this sense where he's like, I need to make sure you stay alive. Yeah. Because I like made this promise, and already somebody has died in my in my right. crew, and right. I, that's so upsetting. So I'm like. To make sure it doesn't happen again as much right. as I can, and leaving you alone around all these, you know, crazy people. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna like, die. You're gonna just do something to get into a fight and die because you don't know any yeah. better. So he takes him up to this room, and there's this German woman who's hiding her beautiful young uh, girl cousin. Cousin, which is intense because you think it's like uh, it, uh, 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 gonna be one of those like, like a soldier, and he's gonna like be like you know they're gonna be like a fight, you know, a death battle or something. Well, and then it's just a girl, and you're like, oh geez, that's no, that, that that's made even worse. worse. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, I was I was worried it was gonna be a soldier, and I was like, and then it was like, oh, this geez. scene yeah. does <laughs> I, ne- I never going never a... stops being intense. Oh yeah, yeah. because yeah. Brad Pitt's character, this is a character probably unlike any other character that he's ever done, where he is truly has a side of him that is not good and pretty evil. Right. He is, even, he is duality he's incarnate. The, he, even <laughs> right. though he's the protagonist, he definitely yeah. has a side of him where you are not sure what he is capable exactly. of. Exactly. That's the thing. You don't You are know. not you sure might, what he's going to do. You, you're kind of like, he seems cool in some points, but then at some points I'm like, I just don't know. And you, So you never know what he's going to do. So you... Going from scene right, to scene, yeah. you're like, is he going to go nuts? Is he going to whatever? And he's like, I don't know. I thought when, when, when they showed the girl, I thought... Are we going to get a platoon yeah. moment yeah. where, like, he's like, "Well, I'm going to have me a party," and then Logan Lerman like tries to stop him, and then they go berserk. I, I honestly yeah, thought like, that what, was going to happen. I don't want to. I don't want to give away what happens. Um, some really uncomfortable things oh, do happen. God, it's so uncomfortable. 
But that whole scene as it progresses and then the other guys come up, I mean, it never stops being completely intense and you have yeah. no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You have no idea if somebody's going to shoot someone, somebody's going to rape someone, somebody's just going to flip out and like hurt themselves. It's so completely intense and there's no, yeah. it's not an action scene. Right. No, there's no action right. at all. It, right. it actually harkens back to uh, another great scene in a World War II movie, which is not a, a war scene in, necessarily. It's not a fighting scene, uh, which is the beginning of... Um, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Right. Yeah. Just right. the talking. Where just, it's where just a just scene talking. with conversation, yep. but it's you're just sitting there going, oh my God, what, what is, is going happening? on? Yes. Um, yes. This is getting so and, and, and honestly, that's probably the most tense part of the movie for me. Because I was just sitting there going like, Brad Pitt, don't make me hate you. Yeah, right. Brad Pitt, you've, you've already come close <laughs> yeah, like four don't, times. Don't, don't, and don't make me see something that I'm just going to sit here and be like, oh, I well, don't want to be thing. here. I don't want to be here. Why, are we, why am I watching this? So that, that, was, that was sort of the highlight of the movie to me in that they took this. It was, it was a jarring change of pace. Absolutely. Almost to the point where you look at the structure of the movie and you're like, oh, this is paced weirdly. But it needed to be there. Definitely. Um, it, it, it served its purpose of showing that, like, even when the fighting's not going on, war is still this awful, intense, horrible thing. Yeah, because yeah, everybody it, is, like, trying, like, you, you get the sense that uh, uh, everyone is either trying to forget what just happened ten minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. Or, and, and they're, they're like, well, they are, they, they are all doing that. Um, but they are either doing it by, like, okay, we're going to make this a huge party, or I'm going to try to pretend that life is normal. Yeah. And neither of those things work for, right. for any of these characters, um, and and then and then in a, a flash, like literally out of nowhere, they're like, "All right, we're going to do this again, like today. Yeah. <laughs> we're all get back in the tank. We got to go to the next engagement um, yeah. right now." And it's like, "Well, that's the worst." <laughs> yeah. So one of the one of the things I uh, was reading about this movie um, that is kind of bugging me uh so i went on as, as i always do i went on to rotten tomatoes to make sure that my opinion was validated <laughs> uh, because yeah I, I need that um right now it's it, last i checked it's rocking an 80 percent um and some of the criticisms that are coming down i feel are very unjustified um and kind of yeah do tell I, I didn't read the reviews i saw it didn't have an amazing rt score uh right. which yeah, I feel like it's a little low. It is. And uh, I feel like this is a pretty great so, movie. Some of the some of the critiques are this shouldn't have been a World War II film because that's unrelatable to this generation's audience. Okay, like, well that's, that's a bunch of crap. Stupid. They're like it should have been set during uh that's what would they really say Desert Storm stupid. or it should have been like in Afghanistan. It's like, really dumb. That's a terrible idea. Um and uh, more than one review is comparing it to uh a series of Sam Peckinpah films. Uh, if you don't know who Sam Peckinpah is, he was a director in the 70s. Uh, I know him best from uh, The Wild Bunch, but he's done a ton of World War II films. Uh, I say a ton. like He did like three or four. Um, and I don't know why multiple critics are latching on to Sam Peckinpah films like he's the only guy who's done World War II films. Right. Uh, and they're saying that like well, this movie was good, but it was no Sam Peckinpah film. I thought, why are we? What like where did that come from? Why are you <laughs> comparing two different era of filmmaking? Um, 
Unless the and story really is similar, and I doubt it no, would be. No, it's not. Yeah. Because I don't think Sam Peckinpah ever directed a tank film. Yeah. He just directed war films a lot. Um, and he did do, like, like where, where this film is an ensemble cast uh, with multiple characters that you're supposed to care about. It's the same thing with, like, The Wild Bunch, well, where there's multiple. But again, why, are, why is that the a thing? <laughs> That's like one of the few, like few ways you can do a successful war movie is with an ensemble cast. Right, like, all the best ones are ensemble casts. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's a dumb. I will say this. This mo- go ahead, Parker. Sorry, I I do have like I mean I I kind of sort of agree with the Rotten Tomatoes score only in this like I there were things I liked about this a lot and I definitely. You know, it's World War Two, so I'm already prone like to on like board. it more than than, and I would have. But the one thing that I that as as great as the as the characters played their roles, I I would have liked to see a, like a little bit more. And I understand that they that they tried to do w- with what they had as far as time wise. I would have said, like to see a little bit more character development yes. for each of them. Like, yes. Yeah. They're, they're, like it it relied on me filling in the blanks, which is which is fine sometimes. I mean, when movies do that, it's okay. Like that's an okay thing to do. But there was definitely some things where I was like, like I, I'm I don't care about these characters enough because I haven't seen them enough. So like for you to be throwing these heavy things at me. So in my head, I was I was liking the movie enough, so I kind of just said, "All right, you know what? I'm just gonna." say I care about them and then watch the you know watch this movie right, right. as if they already set this up kind of thing and it's like that's you know not necessarily like something that you should demand your audiences do where yeah. it's like oh you're just supposed to care about these characters going into yeah. it and it's like well you care about them more as a unit than you do individually right right, right. and so like I, just a tiny bit I mean it was like they didn't have a lot of time and I understand that so like and and it's already scenes, a pretty long movie yeah, yeah. and the scenes that are in it are all like the the major scenes that are in it, like the breakfast scene, the tank fight scene, are all like like awesome and necessary and epic or whatever. So like or intense. So you're like you need all those in. So then it's like what you're left with is just these moments when they're like at the camp and whatever. And like so when like he comes running up and he's like I'm 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 like when Logan comes running up and he's like oh I'm part of your thing and it's like no you're not and it's like and then he's just there. I was just like, this seems like slightly, like it seems like if you're presenting this film the way you are with Brad Pitt's character being this guy, like he should be able to just be like, no, no, you, yeah. you, he's not my guy. Like, I mean, well, I, like, if, like, I but they know. didn't yeah. set it up. That was kind of weird. There like, they some... didn't set it up in a yeah. way where, like if they would have set it up in a way where like, like made it clear that Brad Pitt like never questions authority or these kind of things, yeah. then I would understand it. But like, they they portrayed him as kind of like he kind of like scoffed at like the 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 guy that was like the head of the division yeah, was like the, way the younger lieutenant, the, lieutenant. the lieutenant that was like way younger who clearly just went through met military school and was like all right this is what we're doing we're moving out and they're just kind of like okay, yeah, okay right. calm down man <laughs> like, I mean well they do they 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 do so I, I that that was the only thing and that was my only critique but other than that everything else was amazing so like an eighty percent is. Okay. Yeah, believable because it's not. I just, I just don't yeah. know how. Like, I agree with you yeah. that the characterization could have used a little more flavoring. Right. Um. I just don't know how 
they could have done it no, without it bogging have. things down. Right. I don't think they could have, and that's what makes it a tough right. yeah. sell because right. it's like you, because in order to have the intense epic scenes that they had, like they had the sacrifice. They had these to like yeah, like in, but in order to have those like the intensity of like the breakfast scene, you had to have the characters be that character. So it's not like they could be less like like you're kind of like scared of what they're going to do and they're unpredictable. Right. But like yeah. in order to be that character, I need a little bit. Otherwise, I'm going to just assume they're like a normal dude and then it's like, "Oh, whoa, they're kind of a bad guy or no." Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. But this is difficult. That it's was difficult. my only but, critique, but, but and it, so it, that's a fair critique of the movie too. This I mean, movie this movie is um a a very dark World War Two movie. Yes. One of the darker World War Two movies I think I've ever seen, yep. if not the darkest. Um, and it, it's almost to a fault, almost, because from what, obviously, none of us have ever been in a war, and right. we, we judge this based upon <laughs> movies and yeah, other ones secondhand accounts, yep. but you do get the sense from a lot of, of, of things that you see and read that... Another big part of war is just sort of like waiting around and yeah. shooting the shit, yep. and 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 just being like an everyday person. Yep, right. Um, that's one good thing that that is showcased in Saving Private Ryan. That there are these moments, even though it's this constant campaign of right. they're going deeper, deeper into the heart of Europe. Right. They have these moments where they're just sort of like goofing off mm-hmm. and just right. talking about whatever, and it gives their characters humanity. Whereas like. These characters, even when they're goofing off, it's like horrible stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. They're, they're they're just being horrible people. And yeah. and on the one hand, you can say like, well, it's because they're war hardened, whatever. But like on the other hand, like nobody's completely that dark all the time. I right. don't know. Like yeah. you you almost don't get enough of them just being like regular guys. You know right. what I mean? Right. You almost see too much of them being these like, Ugh, you don't know what they're capable of, whatever. Right. right. Which, like, Which is like, a hard thing to balance in a movie where you yeah, do want know. to show those awful sides right. of them. I mean, that was the point of the film. So it was like, it was hard to really, like, say, like, what brought them to this point? Like, I know they mention, we've been in here since Africa. And, like, and they kind of have a couple moments where they recount some hor- horrific things they've seen. Right. But it's, like, one scene. And it's and it's way later in the film, right? You know, what I mean, and it's like, but you couldn't have done that in the beginning. You couldn't have been like, "This is the awful stuff we've seen." So this yeah. explains why I'm kind of a terrible person. Yeah, because that it's would like, yeah. like that would just be hack. Yeah, writing. right. You like, couldn't so, have done a flashback because that also would have been yeah, very yeah, very, very hacky. Hack. Yeah. Um. So yeah, again, like yeah, like, I don't know how you do it. I think they just did the best they could trying to tell this story without it having been like. A mini series or right, something where you right, had like right. this huge. This couldn't be Band of Brothers, right? Like, exactly. They couldn't have done it that way. I'll so. also say one complaint I have, um, which is a special effects complaint. Um, I do not like. This was actually the biggest problem to draw a parallel with. Um, uh, Machete Two. Yep. I do not like digital. Um, like blood splatter. No, and no, stuff? no, not the, the blood was fine. I didn't notice that. Digital um, uh, tracers. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yes, that is cannon. very annoying. What's the proper term? Muzzle for flash. It? Muzzle, muzzle flash. Well, is, is that the proper term for a cannon? I. What well, we all know what you're muzzle, talking about. Yeah, muzzle, muzzle flash and uh, digit. Yeah, digital tracers. Uh, it was very apparent in this movie. And uh, I know it's probably cheaper. Oh, and it's hell yeah, and safer. Than, and and much safer. <laughs> But uh, man, the only other man, way to do it, it is actually use tracers, right? But man, does it not look as good 
No, um, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> like, like the moments, especially it at looks night, like a laser look like, battle. Yeah, look like Star Wars. It looks like Star Wars <laughs> or GI Joe. Yeah, that, blue laser. That's yeah, so exactly. we're talking about an RT score. That enough is to dock yeah. it down. Like if it were like a perfect movie, right? For me, that's enough to dock it like the full ten percent. because because it just doesn't look that good. I did like the way the the way the 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 tanks like. Things went like and like like how they were more like they seemed more realistic where they were like flew off and like ricocheted off yes, things. Yes, that was and, like, cool. Made, that was the, great. made the sound because I thought that was like something that you don't see a lot in right. tank movies. Usually, it's just like boom, boom, explosion. It's just like a boom from the tank and then an yes, explosion in cool. the distance. So I like that there was like a which you like, probably could only do digitally. Off. Like right, how else right. are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. And, um, like, the, like it goes the fact that like the idea that they could shoot you and and be off by just enough that it was it flew like by your head. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or like, and, you know, the one one guy like he had his whole like parts taken off, like the whole top half of them, yeah, because it flew by, but it didn't damage the tank at all, yeah, because it's like a cannon, like a like a cannonball at that point, right? But at the same time, if it hits, then it impacts and has an explosion, but like it can just act like a cannonball and just be like, and, and just, just like, ricochets right, right off, <laughs> um, which is interesting to me because like we have and we've talked about digital use in movies, but we've had you know, CGI movies for so, so long now. And still they have problems with stuff like this where it's not a person. Right. It's yeah. not a human being or a living organism. So it shouldn't be hard to render. But it's still... Yeah. <laughs> it, it just proves how good we are as at human beings as being able to spot what is real and what is not. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, because none of us have been in war. Right. There's we no reason. Seen, right. We haven't seen tanks firing, yet we know enough, even from movies that do it well, right. that that's not what it's supposed to look like. Right. Right. Um, so that that was a complaint. And the other complaint that I do want to lodge is, as good as that last sequence is, the last man yeah. standing yep. sequence... Yep. It's pretty the way the way it progresses. I can't help but thinking like, all right, there's no way a platoon of right. smart Germans. Well, yeah, they, right. when they said that they were SS, yeah. they're SS. Like, so you're talking about like the the, the seals of yeah. the na- Nazi like, Germany. This <laughs> this would not happen. Yeah. Okay. You now, you you, you find breaks. you find a, g- a couple of guys like okay, spoilers here who have not seen the movie you might not want to listen i'm not going to give a whole lot away right but but, but yeah. I'll, I'll just say like it's a pretty easy solution right park your sniper out and just wait wait <laughs> for something to happen right. and march around them or whatever like well okay first off yes but they had to again had to kind of dance around like for political correctness bullshit um that I mean, like I, it, it was pretty obvious in the beginning of the film when they were showing all the terrible things that the SS were doing. Right. That like, okay, the last army they're going to come up with is going to be SS because that's why they're demonizing them so much, right? And rightly so. Um, but so like they had to do that where they're like, it's a, and to instill fear because these guys are supposed to be right. fearless to a certain degree. Like they've seen all this battle. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, well, what could threaten them? All right, an SS, like an SS platoon. Yeah, but then they also have to make the SS platoon kind of stupid because yeah, make them into stormtroopers. Yeah, they had to make them into stormtroopers essentially, or else, or else there was no way that five guys, which they were stormtroopers. Yeah, they were called they were called stormtroopers. Um, so like again, that's a fair criticism. Um, but I again, I don't know how you make it any other way. Right. (laughs) Like, so I mean, it does make sense, but it's like, yeah, you're right. Although, although it is, it is weird to have that scene 
with the the rest of how dark and gritty and like intense that this movie was, that scene belongs in a in a movie that's a little bit more um you know fantastical like a little more far Ram- out. like a little more rambo yeah, yeah. because it's like cuz it's like okay everything up to this point has been pretty realistic and then you're 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 ge- giving me this idea that like that Five a single guys. tank takes out so an immobile. many. An, an immobile if, it, if they would have been mobile, it would have right. been a little bit more believable. Yeah, right. then it would have been something. I yeah. But then like, it wouldn't have been nearly as tense. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is tense, and, no and doubt. That, that end, yeah, I, I will say that end sequence uh, where, again, spoilers, uh, where uh, Logan Lerman's character is just hiding under the tank and that SS oh, guy yeah. finds him, I'm like, bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, there's in, no way. In reality, he would have been like, uh, hey, or it just would have been like grenade. Well, I, <laughs> see, here's the thing. The, like, the, the thing that I did like about that scene actually is the fact that up to this point, you've been watching Logan be like surrounded by dudes that are horrible, and like I Show thought no that mercy. that moment was kind of like showing like, look. Also that, on the German there, side, yeah, there were guys because, who were like, I because, don't do because this. they had been talking about how like they were recruiting kids, and that one shot when he did when he doesn't shoot and it was a kid, yeah, and he ends up like you know destroying, destroying the, the first the tank, lieutenant's yeah. tank. Also, even so, among- it's like so it's like I like that it was like because you know that that dude, like Logan's character, if he was if the, it was swapped, would have done the same thing. Yeah. Like the, the way they That's the way they point. set up Logan's character, if he saw somebody that was like looked really scared and terrified, he would have just been like, "Now," and then just go on. But something that kind of goes against that though is that at this point, the SS was being trained to pretty much yeah. just like, yeah, exactly. I mean, they were defending their homeland. <laughs> they were very hateful. Yeah. Of their invaders. Yeah. So I can't. Yeah, because it's a, not like France or whatever, where it's like. A country that we had invaded and we right. got fought back. Like this is Germany. Like this is the this is the one country we actually belong in. And at this point, they had enacted total warfare, right. and yeah. and just everything had been thrown out the window as yeah. far as like what is moral, yeah. Yeah. or whatever in warfare, which the Nazis had already abandoned pretty much. Right. Right. Um, so I I can't really even for a young SS shock trooper I can't really see that happening. Yeah. But. On the other hand, maybe w- what I could see happening is like he had so much respect, maybe for for holding them off with that yeah. few people. But he, he did, and clearly, clearly was not yo- a threat. He clearly looked young. Young, yeah, yeah. Like, he was young, and so you know, did like, Lo- uh, Logan Lerman. Right, right. They both looked so young. So maybe so. his thought was like he he's clearly not a threat. He right. put up a really good fight, so and, and a lot of German, a lot you know, a lot of German troopers like their mindset for being, you know, in the elite parts of the German army was this, like, very German idea of, like, being a, a proud warrior right. for the homeland. Right. Similar to Japan. They were yeah. sort yeah. of, like, two sides of the same coin. Um, so so maybe that was kind of his motivation. Yeah. I could see that. I couldn't see him being like, oh, poor soldier yeah. that just tried yeah, to kill all true, of us, guess, hiding yeah. in the mud. Maybe I'll show mercy. I guess even if it was like I've if it was like shouted a, at to kill every single right. invader. If it was a regular German platoon, right? Then it would have been like he could have just been Joe right. Schmo off the street that just got recruited. But the SS, like you know, like right. every day they're being like shouted at, like right. kill the invaders. Right. They are trying to come and rape and pillage your women, which to a certain extent we know is true, <laughs> um, especially yep. on the Russian side. Oh yeah, uh, you know, just saying. Um, <laughs> so. Like I can't see, I can't see somebody just being like having a change of heart and being like, oh well. 
Well, I, I yeah, I, I poor, think, I poor think it's one of those coming scenes. to rape and pillage my women. <laughs> I, I I think it's one of those scenes that works theatrically, but not realistically. Right. So right. Well, let's uh, let's give this bad boy a rating here and and wrap it up because I think we're where are we out of time? We're a little over an hour. Oh, that's okay. All right, that's, that's not, not bad, bad at all. Um, yeah. So uh, rating. I'll give it one out of one. Fabulous slick back haircut. Yeah, I don't know what the term for that haircut is that Brad Pitt has in this movie. I don't know, but <laughs> don't damn, know. the man fi- always shaves on the side. The man always finds a way, even in the most grittiest, like covered in blood and vomit yeah. and shit ways. Somehow to finds just a comb. Still look good. Yep, yeah. still has that comb. <laughs> still looks good, man. Make it look good. <laughs> Parker, what do you got? Um, I give it uh, a um. No, I don't know. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. Uh, I give it like a a four, like a, a 99 out of 120 soldiers that they take out in the final sequence. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to give it a uh, 50 out of 75 limbs that are just ripped off of oh, yeah. people for random reasons. Bullets, uh, shells, <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever, whatever is coming at them. Random just explosions. Like, well, I had an arm. I had a leg. Now I don't. Yeah. Um, I had a torso. Now it's gone. Yeah. Uh, so, damn. I, I did tell my wife after I got home from seeing this movie. She's like, how was it? I'm like, war movies are getting really realistic as far yeah. as how people die. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I never thought I'd see a movie where I'm like, oh, that's a piece of a person's face. Yeah. Just um, sort of laying there. Just kind of laying there. That's yeah. That was that's that really was fucked really, up. Really, really messed up. <laughs> so, uh, I think I think at the end this movie uh, is totally worth seeing in theaters. Um, it's a very good war film. Yep, it is. Uh, as, as Michael put it after he went and saw it, said, uh, "By the end, you're going to think I need more tank movies in my life," and I agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's I think it's a uh, uh, well worth seeing. Everybody does a really great job as far as actors and performances. It's great. So go check it out. Um, well, that about wraps it up here for us on uh, Enter the Critic. Our next movie uh, is Netflix film. Silver Linings Playbook. No. Oh, Parker, what? You got it backwards again. What is it? Oh, it's oh, Escape. No. He did, you see what he did there? He, he did, did the old there? ETC switcheroo. That's right. That's right. Oldest trick in the book. Uh, <laughs> hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh no, we're seeing uh, Escape from Alcatraz. Ah, yes. Escape from Alcatraz. We've only been talking about seeing E-X-C-A-P-E. this. E-X-C-A-P-E. <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah, that would have been a good decision, <laughs> wouldn't have it have been? Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's our Netflix film. So, as always, oh, I watched Sexscape from Alcatraz. That was a totally different yeah, film. Yeah, very, very different. Very different. Oh, Please tell me that exists. The connection, I'd it imagine probably, it does. The connection is that uh, Clint Eastwood's son was in Fury. Really? Oh, yeah. that's right. Scott Eastwood. That's he was right. one of the random... Um, one of the random... Sergeant Mills. Sergeants that was around. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so as, as, as Mr. always... Mr. Eastwood. The, oh, God. <laughs> what kind of a name is Eastwood? Just stop. Just please stop. <laughs> Never forget. Ugh. Back to Future 3. Ugh. Never ever forget. Never ever forget. <laughs> um, so as always with our Netflix films, just just watch it, and we're just going to talk about it. Yeah, it's worth watching. It is. So, all right. Well, uh, yeah, whatever. And until next time, <laughs> uh, I, I'm Chris Klob. 
I am getting very distressed at how little commitment you're putting into the ends of these yeah, episodes. Really? Wait, what do, I, what do you want me to do? There's nothing I can say. There's nothing I can <laughs> Go out with a bang, not a whimper. Like, nope. Oh, nope. Who cares? Put all my energy into that. How opener. do you think that makes me feel? As the guy's I woke up, up at 8.30 slack. on a Saturday to do this shit. Uh, so, no, I guess, uh, well, we, we have been getting a few more likes on the Facebook page. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Uh, anytime that I'm like, Man, I really need to stop doing this. Another person likes on the Facebook. I'm like, never mind. Fonzie, thumbs up. We're gonna, hey. Hey. we're gonna keep. And I always go on there going, like third degree separation. Like, do, do I know them? Do they know me? Do they know someone I know? <laughs> I'm waiting for that day when I look at and go, you have no mutual friends. I'm like, yes. Somehow Success! you found a way. Somehow you found us, and I don't know anyone who knows you. <laughs> <laughs> so yes keep uh keep uh, uh liking us on facebook telling your friend even if they don't listen i don't care at this point just tell them, like go, go to some random person uh just like actually this. that's what you should be doing go to random people just random that's right give them like a couple bucks because they're not going to do it otherwise yeah yeah uh start or part- steal someone's phone and like it on like, facebook yeah. and then and, and then, then be like hey i found your phone you must have lost it and then they'd be like oh great yeah. oh i yeah. put i here's 20 bucks i've lost it for so long everybody wins <laughs> it's actually a really good everybody idea to make wins. money yeah not bad. um so maybe what we should start doing is maybe a work friendly a, like a work safe episode so people yeah. can play us at work although i do know people who will already play us at work and you work at a very liberal uh, like they, they don't care much about the rules apparently at your job if you play us at work. Oh, on a, well, if you play it loud, we don't. It's not no, I mean loud. like on 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 like loudspeakers. They play oh. for multiple people. Wow, like, oh, okay. like on an amp, and then they make it, and then Just, they put yeah. it on the PA system for the whole company. Yep. Good morning, Lancaster <laughs> Labs. Today is episode eighty-one of Enter the Critic. Hosted yeah. by our own Parker Lindstrom and Chris Klump. Uh, very very. We hope you people. enjoy it. Very few people at our jobs. Uh, Bane works at Lancaster Lab. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy it. Problem. Your reckoning is at hand. Enter the critic. You have permission <laughs> only when <laughs> only when Enter the Critic is played. We have permission to die. <laughs> Oh, that Matt Schaefer, what a lovely, lovely voice. I have had multiple people come up to me at work going like, well, I know you and I know Parker. What the fuck does Matt look like? And I've been very generous, man. Just very generous. He's a beautiful stallion. He's like a unicorn. He's, he is a horse. I was like, he's he horse. Horse. an actual horse. <laughs> he looks like a horse. <laughs> Actually, doesn't even look like it. Just... <laughs> <laughs> There's I always a- appreciate how you guys domesticated me and... <laughs> Teach, taught me to talk <laughs> for the podcast. For the podcast. For the podcast. Yes. And then let Science me go said it couldn't be done. <laughs> and you let me go in your backyard and eat some oats <laughs> until the next week. You must be a very tiny horse to hang out in my backyard. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't need much space. <laughs> well, obviously not. And you let me watch all those movies too. It's fun. Yep. <laughs> Through the window. Life before End of the Critic was kind of boring. Yeah. Just. You know, being a horse, the planes, horse. The planes. running. Oh, with it's all really my over. Friends. It's overrated, dude. <laughs> it's not that great. Jeez. You get so sick of other horses. Uh. They're always like, <laughs> what, are like we, <laughs> what, are, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> all right, and it's time to end the episode. <laughs> until, until next time, I'm Chris. Delete <laughs> Matt Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horse. We'll see you next time. <laughs>